0: Send us a voice note at speakpipe.com slash hormonal, and we'll get it answered on the show. You are listening
1: to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, a show for women who are chasing their everyday and epic adventures. This podcast is hosted by Christy Moan and me, Katherine Taylor, and powered by Feisty Media. good morning um hi you have a hi. chamois hanging behind you i do <laughs> is that That's a men's sh- chamois or a women's chamois it's my chamois
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm trying to determine from the shape
2: <clears throat> yeah oh oh yeah that, from from the tips we get w- yeah from our tips we get on our, from our last podcast with
1: molly herford yeah uh
2: i don't think this one's really shaped like the, she described <laughs>
1: Anyway, if you haven't listened to that podcast, just go back and listen, just go
2: listen to it. That, that all makes sense right there. <laughs> if you listen to that podcast,
1: uh, did you have a- I know it's a couple of weeks ago now, but I did. I'm 53, a few days over. You don't look a day over 41.
2: Oh, thank you. Cause I loved my forties. So if I could repeat that, but be 53, that'd be great. Can I get that <laughs> fitness back?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I think about that, like that sweet spot when you're in your like mid to late thirties. And you're, I feel like that's when women can be the most fit of their lives. Yeah. I was really
2: fit up until about 51. And then, I mean, heck I'm still fit. I just did a 25 mile hike. So (laughs) not on purpose, but it's great to know that I can do that. You know, when when Um, we were stuck out there on our 16 mile hike that turned into a 25 mile hike, Tim said to me at one point, he's like, we can do this. That's the cool thing. I'm like, you know what? You're right. Pocket
1: if fitness. Any, if anything with your hike story, because you texted me, there was a whole podcast snafu because you were not going to make it placed on a hike. Celine um, so, so goes, doesn't this happen to them a lot? It happened one other time.
2: Not a lot.
1: <laughs> one other time. <laughs> so. so the moral of the story is don't ever go hiking with Christy and Tim
2: no that's not true it it was it was an amazing day but I would have been if I had been taking people with me it it would have been a much more dialed trip believe me yeah
1: I still don't know that I'll ever go hiking with you
2: (laughs) ah yeah no it did somebody else said that to me I was like it did happen one other time in in Crested Butte we got we over anticipated we under anticipated the length of the trail we were on and yeah and then my shoe then my shoe fell apart yeah that added to the adventure.
1: I actually did that once with, uh, with my dog. I was hiking. I was like in the Carolinas and I stopped on the way home for a hike. And Mm -hmm. I just like, there was an intersection and I like all the trails took you back, but one was a really difficult trail um, with lots of like bouldering at one point I'm like picking the dog up and lifting her up oh, over yeah. rocks because she, it was so like, she couldn't she climb couldn't up. Do it. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was right before I found out that she had a, she has a thyroid condition. So, um, and she didn't have any medication for it. So at one point she just like laid on the trail, like I'm done. I'm not going anywhere else. So then I felt really bad. Cause I was like, actually she did have a medical condition and I forced her to do this really strenuous She's hike. Had abuse. I know. I mean, <laughs> She seems fine. She's laying at my feet right now. She's great. Hey, what month is it? It's March. It is March. We are in March. We're in March. And actually this is coming out on International Women's Day. Heck yeah. I love it. I know. There are so many badass women in our cycling community. It's really fun to think about all the people we've talked to in the last couple of years and the people we haven't gotten to talk to yet.
2: I had an interesting insight and observation yesterday with my husband that I think what we're going to see as this, my kid's age, this next generation kind of coming into the endurance sports space is I think we're gonna see a lot more couples or partners like Tim and I, where we're both actively pursuing because we've encouraged women now. I mean, and obviously are con- continuing to encourage women to chase their epic adventures and put on their big girl chamois and all that kind of stuff. I think we're going to see a lot more couples and partners in the event spaces and at events, like doing things together because we've encouraged it. And the women aren't sitting on the sidelines so much. It's a very active space for women.
1: I agree. And I think like we're also moving past the woman takes all the burden of childcare, like mm-hmm. that idea, like this next generation isn't. Gonna- Have it right, at at least not to the extent that you know. I think we like even my
2: generation; it was less, but still, still my job. Not that Tim isn't a great dad, because he is, but it's still, it was still my job. So, and I, you know, I also wanted that job. So, there's that. But anyway, for our podcast guest today, we have a Joa Abroqua, and she's joining us from.
1: She is focused. This we actually had this conversation a while ago, but I was like, we need to save this one for International Women's Day because uh, Ajua does like a lot of things as far as like community development. She's done yep. stuff all over the world with community development. So she looks at cycling through a lens of how to develop community. And I just thought this is a great conversation to be having on International Women's Day. Agreed. The other thing is, if you're listening to this live, you don't even know this. I'm going to be in Bentonville. There's going to be some live, some, and now if you're listening to this live, if you're listening to this today on International Women's Day, there's going to be some live stuff coming out on our socials from Bentonville going to oh, be dragging cool. Ross around um making her do videos with me and so make sure you you check that out if you're still thinking about the festival and let's do it we still we have we don't have many spots left that's so it's good like, it's time to it's time to sign up if you're gonna come come see us it's gonna be so fun yeah. it's gonna be the first time that I meet Celine in real life what yeah Oh wow, that's the same. It's about the same time as it was for us, huh? It's lo- no, that's lo- it's longer. Longer, okay. Yeah, because we first had Selene on the podcast, and then not long late. Oh, that's not- right. We had at the very beginning of the Girls Gone Gravel series. We pulled her into uh, the feisty media realm, and I I work with her basically every day. So that's awesome. I know.
2: Well, Ajua does a great job just talking about how she's used everything here, so I think you're gonna enjoy the podcast for sure. So yeah. All right. Well we'll stop
1: babbling and get on to the podcast with a When you're out on your adventures, it's important to take care of your skin. Both the parts exposed to the sun and the parts that are not. That's why we're excited that Zelios is joining the gravel community as a sponsor. Zelios uses quality ingredients that athletes love. Every gravel adventurer needs to protect her skin from the sun, and sun barrier, a clear, drying zinc sunscreen, is a great way to do it. And of course, we all want to focus on Miles, not our chamois. With Betwixt, Zelio's All Natural Chamois Cream, you can do just that. This vegan product uses organic aloe vera as well as almond and coconut oils, and doesn't use any of the bad stuff. No fragrances, petroleum, or paraben. Head over to teamzelios.com and get 20% off your order with the code Girls Gone That's teamzelios.com for 20% off with the code Girls Gone Hey,
3: feisties! As you may know. The Feisty Women's Performance Summit is back for year two. The virtual summit, which will be March 25th to 27th, 2022, will host 20, there's a lot of 20s, 20 vetted experts who will help you learn how to get the best out of your body throughout your lifetime. This year's main stage speakers include the world's premier sports scientist focusing on female physiology, Dr. Stacey Sims, The first woman to win the Trans Am bike race outright, and beat the boys, I might add, Lael Wilcox. The incredible four-time obstacle course racing world champion, Amelia Boone. The author of Running While Black, Alison Mariella Desir. And the first woman and first African American to hold so many positions of leadership in the US Air Force, we cannot keep track, Colonel Yvonne Spencer. And the breakout sessions are where we will take a deep dive into specific topics, like how to build a progressive strength program, how to talk to girls about food, why perfectionism is the culprit to your exhaustion, supplements, movement efficiency, diet culture, and more. So grab your ticket by heading on over to womensperformance.com. The all access pass will give you access to the live event on the weekend of March 25th to 27th but also you get access to the replays all year long, which I know is super important to busy, active women. So head on over to womensperformance.com and hope to see you there. Hello, Catherine. Hi. You just had some exciting
2: stuff. Oh yeah. That's so (laughs) last minute, or so last year.
1: (laughs) You just got interviewed for the New York Times. Oh, that one. Yeah, that was fun that was fun about gravel, the growth of gravel, about gra- the growth of gravel. So it's, that's so exciting. It's growing evidently. I know. I know. Well, I'm pretty excited about our guest today yes. because she's doing a lot to help grow the gravel and the uh, yeah, cycling. I
2: can't wait to hear, I can't wait to get into this interview and hear a Joa's story. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, Ajoa.
1: Ajoa. <laughs> oh, it wasn't Ajoa me Ajoa that ever, messed up. It wasn't somebody. you, it was me. <laughs> we laugh because I always mess up somebody's name, even if it's like Molly. <laughs> And then it was Christy. So (laughs) Ajua, I'm so happy that you're here with us today. Yes, I'm happy to be here. Thank you both, Catherine and Christy, for having me. Of course. Okay. You're in Pennsylvania. Mm Yep. I'm in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Awesome. And tell us, tell us your story. Tell us how you got into cycling and you were telling us before we started recording, just how you have some intersectionality between what you do professionally and what you do in cycling. So, and then we were like, stop. We have to hear it all in the podcast. So tell us all the things.
4: (laughs) Sure, I will tell you all the things. So I have to start by saying I am one of these people who I feel like I'm so fortunate. I get up excited for the day every single day because I love what I do, who I do it with, who I do it for, so on and so forth. And um, I am fortunate that I can kind of fuse my professional work with my personal and it just, it makes a bundle of joy for me. So I am uh, professionally a professor of health studies and education at St. Joseph's University out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, My background is in maternal and child health, community health, global health outreach. And I've, for the majority of my professional career, I've worked with uh, under-resourced and underserved communities domestically and abroad. And in addition to that, I've Work done a lot of work centered around like women's empowerment and um, maternal and child health. So I'm not a stranger to that space of helping women kind of find their footing in their space in places where they don't feel like they are valued or represented or seen or heard, right? And um, so it comes naturally to me to help to advocate and push the needle forward in trying to push into those spaces in any industry, I'll say communities that I'm in. With cycling, I started cycling during uh, the pandemic In June of 2019. Naturally, I'm a runner. So I've been running like all of my life. I've run, you know, sprints. I was a hurdler in high school, um, you know, middle distance, and I love to run. But during the pandemic, it presented as a challenge to like run and wear masks. And I had been introduced to cycling um, some years ago. And I started off on like a spin bike and I got addicted to spinning and I would go every day and put my kids in like the gym that I went to had a childcare. I would put my kids in the childcare and spend 40 minutes on a bike, blasting music, lights flashing, loving it. And that was something that was very therapeutic for me. It served as like a form of active meditation. As I said, I love that. I took some time off from spinning and at the time I didn't realize how important that physical activity was to me being able to maintain balance in my life but over the years I realized I needed to be doing something active like that to just feel like I was I had a balance of physical social and emotional balance so fast forward to 2019 pandemic I bought a bike you know I woke up one day I was talking to a friend she's like I want to buy a bike and I'm like I've been thinking about buying one she's like let's do it so then she texts me maybe like the next day and said my bike will be here Friday. And I'm like, oh my goodness, her bike will be here Friday. I need to go and get a bike because now I felt like, you know, I was going to be held accountable to getting this bike. I said I was going to get one. So that weekend I went out and I went from state to state. I started out on Pennsylvania, went down to Delaware, all these bike shops in between, couldn't find a bike. They were all sold out. And I was starting to get stressed out, made it to a bike line, found a bike that was my size, purchased it. And I've been riding ever since. So that was June of 2019. It's now January of 2022 and I'm still rolling. Wait, I have which State, did you get the bike in again? Delaware. So Delaware. it was a bike line in Middletown, Delaware. Yes.
2: Okay. And, I, love, um, I love this persistence in <laughs> getting I'm oh going to state i find one. <laughs> literally,
4: I went to bike stores. Like I had to have gone to at least 8 bike stores and I couldn't name them all and they had nothing and I was so stressed out. However, their bike line saved me and I'm eternally grateful for that. I bought a specialized dulce. So, um, and that's what we call Old Faithful. So anyone who rides with me know when I make reference to Old Faithful, we're talking about that gray and pink bike that I bought at that bike line on, in June of 2019. Since then, I started out just kind of casually riding with a friend every day though. We would meet up at least, I'd say at least five times a week because she was persistent. If we want to really get this down, we need to meet like five times a week and just ride bikes. And we were riding like eight miles into us that was like, a long distance, right? And I'm not saying it's not. However, we would ride and um, we were challenging ourselves. I didn't know how to use gears or anything. I was just on the bike riding. But what that did for me was really help me to reconnect with the outdoors. And during that time of COVID, when we were kind of on lockdown and staying in place, that was like my outlet. I began to love it very early on. And after a while, we actually joined a club. And that changed the game for me tremendously because now I have socially other people to interact with that were interested in this, in this activity. In addition to that, I need to kind of up my game a little bit because now you start writing with other people, you have the potential to get like dropped and Now you have to go on these challenging rides because this is what the group is doing. So, um, but it was a lot of fun. Like joining the club was a lot of fun and it really broadened my horizon and changed my perspective on bike riding. And then I began to better understand cycling and kind of the difference between, you know just riding my bike casually and now kind of up in the ante and understanding the various components and aspects of becoming a cyclist, just understanding the gears. And understanding the apparel and the benefits of knowing how to effectively and officially use your gears, the importance of the different types of apparel, and how that supported you and kept you safe on a bike, and then um, the nutrition aspects, there was so much to learn. And initially, I'm like, how am I going to get all of this in? Like, do I really need to know all of this? But the answer is, you're going to get it. And yes, you do need to know it if you want to continue, you know, in this way. After like joining the club, and when I initially started riding, it was like an all men's club. And then myself and my friend, we were like, okay, riding with these men, it's okay, but it can be a bit of a challenge. We need more women. So we were riding persistently with the guys, and then more women started to join. So initially, there were about maybe five of us, in total, that will ride pretty regularly, and we would post about it. And the gift of social media is it allows for people to see you, like see what you're doing and see how you feel about what you're doing. And I think just based on our attitudes about the cycling and the excitement that we showed, more women um, in our area started to become interested and in join in, and they like our group started growing. I think when I initially started cycling, though, since I ran. And I had been exposed to like triathlon, the triathlon world. I always had it in my head that I would complete a duathlon because I'm like, that's something I should be able to do. If I run and I bought a bike, I can ride the bike. I should be able to complete a line. So I always had it like as a goal that, I wanted to complete a duathlon, and I remember looking them up and kind of seeing which ones were geared were towards women. And I made a list of, I guess, competitions or duathlons that I wanted to do for in the year twenty twenty. The end of two thousand nineteen, I took my first travel like bike adventure with a group of guys from the club that I joined. And at the time, I was the only woman that went. Now we had other women that had joined the club, but. They didn't come. And I decided I wanted to go see what was going on because that's just me. I like to see, you know, these guys are going down here to travel into Miami. There's an event going on. I want to go see what's going on. And I um, traveled down to Miami, Florida to engage in a um, Pedals with the Pros weekend that was being sponsored by Level Up Cycling Movement down in Miami, Florida. That experience changed. It changed me tremendously. I had never traveled with my bike before. That became a thing. And now I kind of I travel with it like once a month, and um, like I own a bike suitcase and everything. And then also it broadened my perspective um, to various disciplines of cycling and um, different opportunities I could take advantage of as a cyclist, and just the different women and how women were really serious about cycling. And I get I'm not saying that the women I rode with weren't serious. However, meeting other Women And I met other African American women that were like out here, you know, they had been cycling for years. Um, Level Up Cycling Movement was started by an African American woman who kind of like really took me under her wing a bit and put me under her tutelage as to how an efficient and effective cycling club could be developed by a woman and her, her perspective on what that looked like, it aligned with kind of what I was interested in and the direction I was looking to move into. So that got me like really thinking about, okay, I'm in this space, I'm going to these places. So like, what does that mean for me? And, you know, anytime I go out and venture to a conference or to an activity or an event, for me, it's always about what are the lessons learned and what can you bring back to your own community to help educate and build. And that's something that I've always been about, even outside of cycling, and I just kind of bring that perspective and that practice into cycling, and I remember coming back from that event in Florida and, like, talking to the other women that I cycled with here in Philly, like, this is what I experienced, this is what I saw, this is what we did, this is what worked, you know, this is how we have to kind of tighten up, and they were receptive, and it helped us grow and Began to think more about, you know, how we were going to move about in this space and in this border like cycling community. The next year came, and that's when we started talking about competitions and kind of getting involved in competitive spaces as a cyclist. Now, mind you, we just started. So it's like, yeah. okay. I was gonna say you didn't you, you we, haven't been yeah. riding very long. <laughs> <laughs> we have not, we had not been riding very long, but that wasn't gonna stop us. So, you know, we're thinking about okay. Just to kind of get our feet wet, we can possibly do some triathlon relays. You know, that way, you know, if we have, like, I'm a runner, I know how to run. So if I don't want to ride the bike, I don't have to. We have other people that can ride the bike. Then we're like, you know, who swims? We had a couple folks that said they wanted to swim. So I figured the triathlon relay would be a nice, fun, um, less intense way to kind of get your feet wet in what kind of the competitive space could feel like. I remember signing up for Line. Um, And then for the relays, we had to kind of get some people to get their nerve up, but we started to have the conversations. Oddly enough, I saw this grant being offered by Aisha McGowan. It was the Abundance Mini Grant, and the Abundance Mini Grant was extending the opportunity to women of color. If you wanted to race, if you had never raced, if you dreamed of racing, you could apply for this grant, and then you would be supported with uh, competing in a crit race series in wisconsin the tour of the american Dairylands,
1: the Dairyland yes. tour oh yes wow.
4: yes and, well, and also
1: as far away from triathlon racing as you can get as a crit <laughs> like as far away like three the bike lanes between of each the other to like let's <laughs> all be in a giant pack and go as fast as we can
4: <laughs> yes 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 but here's the thing This is all new. And one thing that I hold true to exposure and experience. I'll never know what it is that I want to do or that is comfortable to do. Or I won't I won't know what I like in this space unless I get the exposure and have these different experiences. So I I think and I I mean, I'm like that with my kids with their education interests and their extracurricular interests. Like I'm real big on exposure and The more exposure you get, the more you understand what's out there and you can determine for yourself, but you don't know what you don't know. It took me some time to really work up the nerve to apply, but I ended up applying for the grant and I was awarded the grant. And Ajula went to Wisconsin and participated in the tour of the American (laughs) Dairylands, And that experience was pivotal and it changed me forever. Yes. So imagine that. I literally was on a bike for one year, so June 19th of last year, I was at Toad. I was at the Tour of American Dairylands, and um, I had been on the bike for a year, and I was excited about it. I was excited to be there, engaging in the activities that I was engaging in, meeting the people that I met. I was there with a group of ladies who I will forever be grateful to. Um, They're amazing. We have built a bond like no other they were so was that
2: supportive. did you happen to meet up with the stamina racing women team
4: i did and i love them yes yes, yes. Well, i love this has got
2: aaron ayala's stamp all over it. oh i
4: love <laughs> aaron yes 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 they were so supportive and encouraging. i love that and but that's the thing i would have never connected with such amazing people yeah if i did not open myself up to these different experiences and that's a message that i am going to continue to communicate and put out there for anyone interested not only in cycling but you have to open yourself up to different experiences and not be afraid to be yourself going into those spaces i wasn't prepared to really race and toad that wasn't even something that um i'm not that wasn't something that i i wasn't afraid that i wasn't prepared I was afraid that something might might happen to me, but it was just like, this is an experience. Try your best, see what happens. And then, you know, you go from there. But I met so many amazing people that I'm still connected to and that have been supportive and encouraging and have been able to give some really sound and good advice. And that's invaluable. Obviously, like I didn't wreck my bike. I didn't wreck myself. So I came out on top. And in addition to that, I learned that I was the first African-American Muslim woman to race in that race series so that too was amazing yeah,
2: you were in Wisconsin
4: <laughs> well here's the thing but, but, but you, I was in Wisconsin but why why is that the case the way I look at it is this sometimes people like me who present mm-hmm. like me may feel like you know what since that hasn't happened I'm not going to bother or engage. Because if you don't see anyone that looks like you, who presents like you, you may feel like it's not for you. And until someone breaks that barrier and transcends those lines and has the courage to enter into the space, it may not ever happen. And- 100%. So that for me, you know, maybe five years from now, 10 years from now, we won't laugh and say, oh, we're in Wisconsin, what do you expect? It's just like, you know what? It's Wisconsin. And we have this going on with these types of people and that's just what it is. And for me, that was very valuable um, yeah. because there there were some challenges there, but it also it opened the door for education and it opened the door for need to build up additional tolerance and um, just be open to knowing everyone's not going to receive you the way that you feel like they should, but that should not deter you from still having a presence well your you two know, words that.
2: exposure and experience apply to that future mm-hmm. you know you've you now opened it up to other people for exposure and experience in wisconsin Absolutely. the Dairyland tour which is a hundred percent what we need yes. to continue growing the sport and working towards I, i'm i'm getting worried Accruity. about the word inclusivity but that's a whole other discussion but you know the idea Accruity. that You know, yeah, you you have absolute right attitude, and you went and you showed up, and obviously met some amazing other cyclists. That's just Mm -hmm. those connections are invaluable.
4: Yes, yes, yes. We are definitely looking to build equity within the sport. You know, Um, and you can't do that if you're not there. You can't do that if you're not connected and engaged. That's where we are with it. Like we want to be actively engaged in these spaces and showing up in these places and having a presence and going to continue to do it now to the gravel the gravel cycling so i came back from dairy lands and there's a shop here and because i had like i have friends who um have gravel bikes and they talk about like off-road cycling all the time i always make these big eyes like it's dangerous because you're riding over rocks and jumping <laughs> trees and stuff like that you did a crunch yeah. and yet you did a crit (laughs) and yet I did a crit so here's the thing Paper Trail Cafe here in Philadelphia they have these Wednesday night like espresso rides and I had some friends who had been doing them and they're like you know you should come out on one of the paper trail rides you can rent the bike they do a pretty decent ride so I'm like okay why not here I go again exposure (laughs) and experience so I go on this ride And I psych myself out. I'm so nervous because (laughs) we're riding over gravel. Now, mind you, it's the bike is fine. Everything's fine. I'm riding over gravel and I'm like, it feels like the ground is moving beneath me. Like I'm going nuts in my head, but I'm riding. So anyway, we get to this like hill and I just see all these branches and rocks. I'm like, Who in their right mind can ride up this hill like this? This doesn't even seem natural. But folks were going up and I'm like, I mean, obviously it can be done. I just don't know how I'm going to be able to do it. But I've said that to myself before about other things. So I'm like, let me try to figure this out. So I make an attempt to go up. Didn't work out so well. Come back down. I'm like, I got to get myself revved up again. So I had someone, I had two guys with me and they're like, we got you. Just keep pedaling. Got to try to choose your lines. You know, and I'm like, oh, this language. Okay, I go up the hill. I had a fall. I did have a fall. Got up, made it up the rest of the hill. And the group was at the top of the hill cheering for me. Got myself together and continued to ride. And I'm riding and I'm like, okay, this isn't that bad. It's pretty cool. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm sure I'd be able to do this. However, I'm not on my own bike. And I'm real funny about like being on foreign bikes. I like to have like my own bike and kind of know it a little bit. So I enjoyed that gravel ride. I enjoyed that experience. However, I'm like, I need to get my own bike. So I remember I had a friend go on Facebook Marketplace and I was like, find me a used bike. Let me get started here. I'm gonna continue to do these rides because I think I like gravel a bit. I got my bike off of Facebook Marketplace. Uh, My friend has a bike shop. They kind of went over it, tweaked it a bit um, and got me going. And now I have my own gravel bike. And this year, what have I done? I am signed up for several gravel rides. I'll be going to Ruta, Vermont. I'm going to be doing the last best ride. I am going to be doing a ride in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. I have about three to four gravel rides on my calendar for this year. And I'm excited about that. I want to challenge myself to do something different and uh, meet some new people I'm just enjoying I mean I'm enjoying all of this one of the things that I keep telling myself is I'm not going to allow myself to psych my own self out into saying it's something I can't do I'm not going to do like having that positive self-talk is so important in your day-to-day but especially in this cycling space and me being a new cyclist it's easy to talk myself out of something like oh you're new don't try it. You shouldn't do it. But I have to continue to have that positive self-talk and tell myself, you know what? You can do it. The only way that you'll really fail is if you don't try. And that's not what I'm into. So I'm trying it. And we're going to see where it takes me.
2: Well, and those are like three beautiful rides. So
4: I've heard. You're, so you're going to get to
2: see some yeah. really pretty scenery while pedaling two wheels. Oh there's, my! I word. mean, there's nothing better, right? <laughs> no, there's not.
4: <laughs> it, and it's what kind of helps keep me going is just the scenery and the, the wind just blowing in my face. And even sometimes the bugs all on my glasses, but it's just like, <laughs> I'm out in this outdoor, I'm reconnecting with the outdoor space and it's beautiful. And I love it.
1: I'm so fascinated by your story. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> Cause I love this. I love that you just like got the courage and you were like, I'm just going to do it. And I don't care. You know what anybody thinks I'm just going to go out there and be there. But I I wanted to go back kind of that beginning to your, like your professional career and how you talked about, like you've done community development stuff all over the world, how you try to bring that back into your own community. And, and just even like several years ago, I did a, a piece around international women's day for cycling tips, some magazine about how much the bike has helped the developing world. And like women and children in lots of places in the developing world. So I love, like, what are some parallels you see? What's the power of the bike mm-hmm. in community development, it, it, like in your own community or even around the world? For sure.
4: Thank you for raising that. I just did a talk at Smith College um, last semester about women, cycling and social change. My experience with that. Professionally, like I've worked with um, with women primarily with a focus on maternal and child health, but women kind of setting goals and finding spaces for themselves within their community and empowering themselves to lead change within their households and in their external community. And for me, one thing that I've learned domestically and abroad is that women are women and women experience women things and we have similar emotions, we can identify with one another. We don't have to be the same religion or share the same ethnic identity to connect. And fortunately for me, I have always had a really, I guess, easy time by connecting with other women for different reasons. And um, one of the things that I found in the cycling community is women, A, have to stick together, and B, women encourage and support other women in a way that is, I mean, it's monumental in this space. Maybe, yeah, in 2018, I was actually going through a separation and I was trying to figure out how would I, what could I do to help myself during that time, but also empower other women. I told myself time and time again, I would not allow for that situation or that those incidents around that situation kind of. Stagnate me or stop me from progressing um, because I didn't feel like it needed to. That needs to happen in that way. So I started to have these um these tea parties, and I gathered women around. We would have tea on Sunday afternoons and talk about you know setting go- setting goals for ourselves. And um, a lot of the women in the group talked about wanting to become more physically active. So you know you you want to know okay. If you want to do that, what are some of the barriers? What are some of the things that are stopping you? Because maybe collectively, we can come up with ideas to help you overcome those barriers so you're able to actually reach your goal and accomplish your goal of being physically active. And in the cycling community, what I learned is that the cycling for a lot of women is like their thing. Because I know for me, it's like my thing. With my thing, I rarely, almost never allow for anything to come in between me being able to engage in my thing. One of the things that i've been really diligent and purposeful about is helping to create spaces for women to a identify what their thing is and then have them come up with plans and strategies to be able to engage or partake in whatever that is they identify as their thing so she is focused that's my um Instagram name, and that is actually the name of my brand. She is focused. I am she, you are she, we are all she, and we are focused on whatever it is we feel like we need to be focused on for us. My slogan this year is like choosing you. Choosing you lends itself to you making sure that no matter what, you choose you in whatever space and place that you're in. With the cycling, I found a lot of women and a lot of women that I've been exposed to, They, if they don't cycle, they see that I cycle, they see that I'm around other cyclists, and they're interested. And they may not have been something that they were interested prior to, but just listening to my story and following my story and seeing how much joy it's brought me, they want to engage in the activity, that exposure piece, exposing people in my community, exposing people in other communities to the bike, what that looks like. It doesn't mean that you have to go out and compete. I'm not even advocating, or I'm not really trying to push women to want to compete and engage in competitions. I'm really wanting women to just get on a bike and engage in the activity, To see if they like it, because as I said before, for me, it's a form of active meditation, and I would love for other women to be able to have that experience, because it brings me joy, and I want if I'm experiencing joy and doing it, I want to see maybe if you experience the joy because we all should be happy, and it helps us thrive and grow and move in the direction that we want to move in, and what does that do you know how they say like a happy wife is a happy life. Well, I believe in women, children, family, community. So if the women are happy and the women are thriving, the children thrive, the families thrive, the communities thrive. <laughs> Amen. And, 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 and I'm, I'm firm on that. I, I am. I am. I am a product of that. I will teach it and preach it wherever I go. And that's my work. My work is really committed to Helping women find spaces where they can thrive and be their authentic selves. In doing that, and if it's by bike, so be it. We're going to get these women on bikes, and we're going to ride We're going to ride into the sunset.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm doing a, I'm doing a quick scroll through your she is focused Instagram, which it's awesome. This quote you have on here, I love where you say, "Of course I struggle. I just don't quit."
4: That is me to the core. I struggle. I will never ever. You know. With social media, it gives people a false sense mm-hmm. of reality. I would never say I don't struggle. I struggle in my day-to-day, in different areas for different reasons. However, no, I'm not a queer. I don't give up. And anyone who knows me knows, like, I'm going to press forward. She is focused next means I'm always focused on my next. I am very, and, and that's something that I believe is intrinsic. I've learned how to develop and continue to develop over time. But yeah, I'm not one who allows for anything to kind of stifle me or stagnate me. I am a very like firm believer in faith. I am identifiably a Muslim woman and my faith definitely is the foundation for me to be able to continue to move forward. That's what I turn to. When I'm in Wisconsin and I feel like I'm out of place because folks are kind of treating me weird, I go back to knowing that it'll all be okay. I'm there for a purpose. No matter what, for me, I know that God definitely has me. So I'm good. I am a firm believer in uh, women, just supporting other women too, in that she is focused, lends itself to that. We encourage, we uplift, We support one another. I identify with women. I know what it feels like to be a woman in struggle. I know what it feels like to be a mom. I know what it feels like to be a single mom. I know what it feels like to be a professional, but also trying to manage business, also trying to make sure that you have something of your own that you can kind of engage in and kind of block everything else out. I know what that feels like. I know what that looks like. I just want to
1: support women in being able to navigate those spaces. Wow. (laughs) I'm so impressed with you. And just your passion and like your groundedness and who you are. Cause I think that's where, I don't know. I was, I was just thinking about that the other day we were having a conversation with our triathlon brand. And like, sometimes people, they lose the joy in what they're doing because they start to put their worth in that instead of who they are. And then using the bike or triathlon or whatever your sport is, is an outlet to feel worth in. Mm-hmm. And I just love how you radiate like your own worth and confidence. And then mm-hmm. you're able to give that away. Like you're able to serve other people because of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Being honest, that's something that I have been able to develop over time. Right. So just self-awareness for me is everything. And you, you become more self-aware as you grow. When you just You experience different things and you learn about yourself. But once you reach a certain level of self-awareness and you understand, you know, your self-value, you don't look to those external things to validate you, they, they, add to who you are, but they don't define who you are, right? And for me, all of this that's going on cycling and otherwise, I'm a Jua. You know, I, I feel very confident in just being me, however imperfect that is, right? But the cycling and, you know, my professional career and all these other things that I have going on, they just, they add to who I am. And they make me be this unique person that I am. Yeah, I'm good just being me. And when you when you meet me, you're gonna engage a and in her authentic self. I'm not a road racer, so I'm not meaning I'm not like the fastest person on the bike. I'm probably not the slowest person on the bike, but you know, I just do my thing, and I try to continuously enhance myself as an athlete, enhance myself as a cyclist. You know, every day and. I work towards, you know, trying to get better is the joy in that joy piece, as you said, that piece right there is everything for me. If I don't feel like I'm experiencing joy in it, then something's not right, because that's that's it's keeping me here. And I love it. I can identify when things don't feel fun anymore. I have to analyze what's going on here. And then I have to make you know, decisions that are best for me, best for others, too. And I've had to do that in this short amount of time that I've been in the cycling space. But one thing that holds true for me is that the impact that I want to make, it's bigger than just me, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm one who's learned not to take things personally. And- Just understand that you're in certain places for different seasons and sometimes it's time for you to move on or things shift and change and you have to be okay with that as well because that means that there's growth taking place and we want to grow, we want to grow, we want to move on. It's okay. Just making sure that I can maintain that joy in what I'm doing is everything. And I have been able to, and I love it. I just came back from Los Angeles, California, and I rode with like so many amazing cyclists and so many people I had known, like I've made, you know, new friends and new connections. It was just a wonderful experience. Then meeting you all, and I was introduced to Girls on Gravel by just Sarah of JoJay. And she told me about this group and I'm like, oh, wow, I would like to, you know, join it to connect with other women who engage in gravel cycling and see what I could learn from them and just kind to grow myself as a cyclist and be more well-rounded in the sport and it's been doing it like I love reading the stories and listening to the different podcasts and it just gives me insight and perspective and I'm enjoying my time here for
2: sure I love it so yeah I'm awesome. so glad that uh, well gonna have to send a thank you note to just Sarah
0: <laughs>
2: I know she likes to listen to our show so it's all you know it's good that she's Thank you, oh, Jess. Sharing it.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Jess. You can also send us some boxes of JoJ bars because yeah, we're out pancake bacon. <laughs> Let we'll send you our
4: address. <laughs> Tell you about the JoJ bars. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> when
4: January 1st I had that Vision Board workshop, right? Yeah. Jess had actually provided me with some bars for different activities that I was having. So I had the bars out at the workshop. And by the end of the workshop, I had like five people. Well, everyone loved them. But five yeah. people ask me, where can I buy these? I need to buy these. I, I don't I haven't seen these out before. And I'm like, yes, the JoJ, the power of the JoJ. Folks are loving the <laughs> JoJ bars.
2: We can't get enough of them. Yep. And we couldn't be happier for just Sarah. So that's wow. yeah. yeah. again, all right. that's all about the, this whole thing about is lifting each other up. So
4: mm-hmm.
2: keep mm-hmm. doing it, ladies.
4: Yes, so. and building community. <laughs> And um, I think I'm excited. Maybe I'll meet you all in Rooted. I'll meet you
1: all in Rooted. You're coming to Bentonville, aren't you?
4: There's Yes, I was going to
1: say. I, I have thought I saw your name calendar. on the list for Bentonville. Oh, good. You will see I us in like Bentonville. You'll You'll probably be like, that was enough of them after you spent yeah. two full days with <laughs> us. I'm looking forward to it all. I really am. So
4: I'll wow. see you all soon.
1: It's, it's awesome. Tell people what your Instagram handle is or if that what if there's a better way to connect with you, how you want people to connect with you if they want to reach out.
4: Sure. So you can follow me at
1: she is
4: focused underscore next on Instagram or She is Focused and underscore fit on Instagram. And this coming May, I will have an official launch of She is Focused as a Brand. And we do have a landing page yep she is focused.com so we should do something
3: at the
1: festival to like prep it
4: we'll talk talk offline yeah (laughs) but um (laughs) yes please follow follow she is focused yeah follow my story follow my journey I
1: think I'm pretty interesting (laughs) I would say so
2: (laughs) you won the over and I know you know the name of this episode oh yeah
1: Okay. Exposure and experience. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our podcast editor always has to come up with it. We got it this time.
4: We got this one. This we one. got this one. So I want to tell you something before we, uh, we go. Okay. So based on my experience, and I don't know if I told you that I served as a youth cycling coach this past fall for a um, Philadelphia cycling program, a uh, BCYC. And one of the things that I found um, in the group that I had, there were no girls. There were no girls in my group and I was so sad. And I wanted to know, you know, where are all the girls? And I asked like, you know, how is the recruiting being done for the programming? Because I wanna see more girls out here. I said, you know, I would definitely love to go into the schools and try to get more girls to come out. Um, so one of the things that I am doing in my own way to try to expose and help other girls in Philadelphia get the experience of cycling is, I am in partnership with OutRide, the OutRide Fund. I am raising money to have a four week summer camp um, this summer for urban teen girls. So um,
3: yeah, yeah,
4: I'm excited about it. I really think that it's gonna change the game a bit here in Philly for how we get more girls on bikes. And just exposed to the cycling industry as
1: a whole, for sure. I love it. All right, all right. well, we're gonna have to follow that as well. Jewish, is not really doing much. Down Jewish, there. not doing anything up there in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Should probably throw in a few more crits in there. <laughs> well, we've really loved this conversation, and we will look forward to meeting you in Benville, and then seeing you at all the other places too. Thank you. No matter what adventure you're dreaming of. You understand what it means to push harder, reach further, and go the extra mile. This relentless drive runs in your blood. That's why Inside Tracker provides you with a personalized plan to build endurance, boost energy, and optimize your health for the long haul. Created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics, Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, DNA, and fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you're not. You'll get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise, nutrition, and supplementation for your body. And when you connect Inside Tracker with your Fitbit or Garmin, you'll also unlock real time recovery tips after you complete your workout. It's like having your own personal trainer and nutritionist in your pocket. For a limited time, you can get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash feisty. That's InsideTracker.com forward slash Feisty. You have been listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by the team at Live Feisty Media. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating. It really helps other women find the podcast. And be sure to follow us at Girls Gone Gravel on Instagram or Facebook.